Hello, my name's Sammy Moore, and you're listening to the Orient Outlook Podcast. Ho, 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 and welcome to the Orient Outlook Podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, Stout Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the one, the only, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Welcome, everybody, to episode 54 of the Orient Outlook Podcast. Uh, thanks again for joining us this week, and as always, we'll start with a quick update on social media. So on Twitter, we're now pushing 870 Twitter followers, and there are more Orient fans joining every single week. It's really still impressive to me. Um, so if you've got casual uh, Orient fan friends or, or anybody that hasn't yet found us, please spread the word. Always include at Orient Outlook. That is our Twitter handle, Twitter address, whatever you want to call it, um, if you want that for a retweet. Um, we also uh, happen to be on Instagram as well, the photo sharing site, which is Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. And you can contact us if you're not on social media by the standard uh, standard messenger format, which is uh, email. Uh, Orient Outlook at Outlook.com is our email address. Yep, so loads of listeners this week. So we've had listeners all over the world uh, in Switzerland, China, Spain, Mexico, Ireland, USA, France and Australia to name but a few and this week because there's so much content with all the interviews and all the tweets to mention just the week we're just going to crack on yeah yeah that's right so the week that was yeah so Monday the 14th of December uh, Lloyd James reflecting on the Mansfield match he said the conditions did play a part and on another day maybe we could have nicked it but I guess on another day we could have also lost it it's a tough one really but we've got the point and we move on to Tuesday against Scunthorpe United I don't think Alex Chizak had a save to make I thought we defended well at times and competed well it was never going to be a pretty game but we showed another side to us today where we had to dig in and go from there same old story the season that match really. seems to be you know good early goal not under too much pressure because he's sloppy goal and then yeah take the one we'll draw also on Monday it was announced that the home game to Portsmouth on Boxing Day will now be an all ticket match this is to avoid away supports from purchasing in the home areas and abusing the online system so basically Portsmouth have sold out their allocation of 1500 fans um, you know they're a very well supported club especially for League 2 so if you want a ticket and you want to go you need to get your tickets early so you impressive. won't be able to I think that's impressive they was support club Day. yeah I mean I think they could probably sold more so be a cracking atmosphere so if you're not busy on Boxing Day get a ticket before the match and get yourself down there it'd be a great atmosphere yeah absolutely so Tuesday the 15th of December was the Scunthorpe FA Cup replay game team lined up as follows it was Alex Chisak in goal we had Clahessi, Baldry and Voto and Shaw uh, across the back with Pritchard, James Payne and McEnough across the midfield and Simpson uh, and Palmer started up front. On the bench for us, Charlie Granger in, uh, as the goalkeeper, Essam, Dunn, Turgut, Kashget, Adebayejo and John Marquis uh, to, to round yeah. that up. So like that. the game got underway. Strong team. I, strong, I agree. Strong team. We started with 4-4-2. James yeah. on the right, McEnough down the left. So, you know, James probably not his strongest position but asked to play the anyway. We, we basically controlled most of the first half, you know, 11 minute chaos in the box Palmer had a shot that was blocked and then Pritchard done really well to get his shot away and their keeper made a great save and, you know if that had gone in we'd take the lead with 11 minutes gone we'd probably go to waste chances and concede an equaliser but, but you know it's how the story is for the whole season absolutely but, yeah, but, bit, bit of a nothing half for the rest of it really couple of fouls header over the bar from Baldry yeah. um, the half closed out nil-nil you know with us really mo- having most of the the ball really yeah decent pressure without really creating too much and yeah should have gone in at half time at least leading if we did we would have given ourselves a cushion but we didn't and you know you've got to be stronger within those situations so 
You know, attendance was announced at 3,082 with 254 way supporters. And to each and every one of you, 254 way supporters, what an effort. Fantastic uh, dedication to the cause. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, second half, which we probably don't want to mention too much, uh, 55th minute, just a catalogue of errors, really. So, Clancy, uh get, has a poor touch, following a poor crossfield pass from McEnough. Uh, and Neil Bishop punishes us. Uh, basically, licks the ball of Clancy, drives forward as a crack at goal, gets deflected from Voto, which is like going the opposite way, 1 0 down. The, yeah, so basically, if you haven't seen the the highlights, the highlights are not on Orient Player because it's an FA BBC. Cup. So it would be on the BBC or on YouTube uh, from the Football Association, I think. Um, but essentially, yeah, McEnough, in his infinite wisdom, cross just in front of the 18, so about 23, 25 yards out, cross, uh, plays the ball across to Clehesi. He then decides to pass it back, underhits his pass, and then Neil Bishop nicks in and punishes. Yeah. Uh, Mvoto wasn't to blame, Chisette wasn't oh, to blame. It was just, absolutely. It was just calamitous, really. Gifted the goal. Um, and, and, and puts you under unnecessary pressure really to, to then have to get to get a goal two goals to then try and win the game absolutely and really the killer goal in the 60th minute not long after the first as a corner comes in and sloppy defending again I would say probably yeah, just about the box just get rid of it put it out for another corner or just, just hoof it out just get yeah. rid Jack King gets in there pokes it home 2-0 at that point I mean that was the goal that really killed it I think after that Ridiculous. They were comfortable. We couldn't really find a way back into the game. Although, to be fair, Hendon, 63rd minute, he makes a double sub. Palmer and James come off. And Turgot and Marquis both come on. So, kept the shape of the team the same by the yeah. looks of that. Maybe he should have gone a bit heavier. Maybe gone for a 4-3-3 or 4-2-4. But, you know, with that point, chasing the game. 65th minute, almost got back in it. Uh, as Pritchard had a header saved by Daniels. And you, you were listening to Orient play on Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, I, I was listening to the game quite frustrated, obviously, probably like many people. And Dave Victor commented that Scunthorpe aren't a great side and they, they didn't play well in the first half at all. So you, you, you think that, that we ought to be, you know, they're there for the taking. Yeah, but, you know, football's a game of two halves. So if you don't capitalise on teams who have a poor first half, there's always a chance in the second so, half they're going to come out and, and play better, which Scunthorpe did. And you'd argue that we should have seen them off in the first, in the first game Mate, on, on the Saturday. So. Mate, absolutely. 69th minute, Fraser Shaw was booked. <coughs> 71st minute, uh, after his uh, decent impact in the first game, and a bear Joe came on for McEnough. Thought it was a decent sub, actually. And although we pushed on the search of a goal and tried to put the pressure on Scunthorpe, we one never came. And to make matters worse, we conceded a goal in injury time, which made it 3-0, which was a sort of the wound, really. We were all trying to bomb forward, got caught out. Yeah. Scunthorpe just casually played along the pitch, had a man spare on the right-hand side, he took one touch and just smacked it past his Because Fraser Shaw... Was came left left his position to get forward to no he he came across to defend the ball that I can't remember who it was that was that was there but there was two on one and all the guys done all the um, Scunthorpe guys done is he squared it across yeah, to his yeah. man who's running in where Fraser Shaw should have been yeah um, and the guys just had a look and just just put it in it's so, simple it's simple when you're you're not switched on and you're desperate to get a goal but. By that point, it was 2-0 down. It was the last few minutes of the game. We were hardly going to go and score three goals in five minutes, sadly. So, yeah, bad didn't really defeat. make a difference. Bad yeah. defeat. And obviously, you know, the chance to play Chelsea, which everyone was looking forward oh, to. dreadfully looking forward to it. Fades away, you know, yeah. disappointingly. So, Ian Hedden after the match said, I think we conceded the first goal we conceded. Sorry, so I think when we conceded the first goal we conceded, which was poor on our part, it was a mistake and they punished us. Then they get the second so quickly. I think it looks the stuffing out of us. It took the win out, out of ourselves. It was always going to be difficult to get back in the game after that. We want to win every game we play. As simple as that. 
We'll have to pick the players up and get them ready for Saturday because now that is an important game and a must win for me against the Oval Town. We need to turn some of these draws in the league into wins and it's important we do that on Saturday. Yeah. So fair play to him. He's, not, he's being honest in his assessments. Yeah, know? it wasn't good enough. Yeah. It really wasn't good enough. So your views? Uh, yeah, just, just really sort of very disappointing really. They should have been killed off in the first... In the first match, you know that they are not a good side, Scunthorpe. In 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 with all due respect, and and it's it's games like that first half that we should have, you know that sorry that first game that we played them in should have just been killed off. Poor lapses again, mistakes that we're getting punished for. Uh, if we were to cut out the majority of our our mistakes, we really wouldn't be in a position where we're talking about um, goals that, that that have come from sloppy play and. Um, you know, we, we really wouldn't be talking about as many draws as we are. We'd be talking more about you know wins that we've had. So very frustrating for me. Very frustrating. Um, yeah, we, we obviously we shouldn't we shouldn't be talking about a loss. We should be talking about uh, how many we're going to get down at Stamford Bridge. Really, <laughs> for me, a wasted opportunity and a gutter for the fans who made that long journey. You know, that's a, that's a lot of dedication to go all that way. But same old story. You know, I've said it many times this season on the podcast. We play well, miss chances, switch off defensively, and then we're chasing the game. Following this match, though, what I will say is the first time we've noticed a huge reaction in terms of people wanting Hendon out and a lot of calls for Hendon to be sacked uh, following the defeat, which was a strange one because up until this point, everyone had been pretty pretty kind of behind Hendon. I think this was the straw uh, that broke the camera's back. So we had some player ratings in, sent kindly from Chris Kane, who made the journey. So Chris, well done. Chris... You know, spent his day getting scunned for, but he didn't get back home to half past four in the morning. And you know, that's like most Orient fans who yeah. went. So, so kudos to those that did go. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, he gave uh, Alex Chisak a seven. Didn't really have much to do. No real saves to make. Three shots, three goals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean Glahesi sit gave him a six. Did well for the most part, putting some good balls. But obviously, his mistake there to the first. Baldry gave a seven. Quite solid and dependable defensively. And Voto a seven. Won a lot in the air. Uh, was put up top towards the end to try and link play, but didn't move. Yeah. But that move didn't work too well. Shaw he gave a seven to James seven. Didn't do much wrong either. Jack Payne gave an eight. Very good performance. Simple passes and intercepting balls. Joby eight. Even if it, if he's not fully fit, then I've got multiple heads. Didn't stop running. And another very good performance. Uh, Palmer six. Not as effective in the air as usual. Shepherded well by the Scunny defence. Still chase balls down time and yeah. time again. Uh, Jay Simpson gave a six didn't really see much of the ball mainly due to the scunny defence uh, and their tight marking uh, for the subs he gave Marquis a seven who worked hard on one headers chased the ball down and Adebayejo didn't do much in the time he was on but obviously it's a good experience and Blair five again not much he could do really either so do you agree with that was Chris right on that probably a bit generous on that not generous enough on some let yeah. us know. Yeah, absolutely. So, like we said, loads of tweets come in. Unfortunately, we can't read all of them, otherwise, we'd be looking at about a five hour podcast. So, we're going to read what we can. So, thanks for all the tweets as usual. So, we start off with at Ben LOFC, who said 70% win ratio for Hendon, and he won his first five on the bounce. He has to go for me. Extremely poor. It's not that we have lost, it's the nature of how we lost after the first half performance. Golden opportunity thrown away. That's it, Orient. Just roll over and die. This needs sorting ASAP. No more excuses. Serious talks and changes needed. Three wins in 17. I mean, it's a fighting statistic. We look at that black and white, it is pretty poor. Uh, yeah. what, what we must say though, this, these uh, are your views and not always shared by us, but we do talk about them because it, 
it's a talking point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at David Sears three uh, said, if things continue as they are, it won't just be Bichetti going down in twenty sixteen. That's a bit controversial. <laughs> at Dirk Turks, the guy's clueless, utterly clueless, pathetic. No ideas, no tactics, no plan A, no plan B. At LOFC nineteen seventy eight, at least all the I don't want to go to Chelsea mob will be happy. Newsflash, people. No one would have forced you to go. If he stays, we write off this season as far as promotion goes, in my opinion. Use this time to build and improve, then go again next year. Yeah, at John McInerney77 says, just shows a lack of confidence in this team. For me, this team is simply not good enough. Three wins from 17 speaks volumes. Hedden needed to be a motivator tonight. Second half sums up the season. Yeah, at Bags House 42 Sorry, O's not good enough. Carry on like this. And we'll be battling to stay up. Saturday will be the test. Yeah, at Mugler's Pugner. Said in all seriousness, should Hedden get a season to settle and develop, push on next year or cut losses, hashtag yeah. stick or twist. Good point there. Good yeah, point. You know, he's coming, so. he's coming at a difficult situation. and There's a lot going on behind the scenes that you know, I'm sure we don't know about and you know, most fans don't know about. So you know, he could be doing an incredible job under the circumstances and we might just not know about it. Absolutely, like budget. Absolutely. We know his budget's been slashed from last year. Yep, uh, that's widely reported. So I, I don't we, forget he's had like Cox, McCullum, probably you know two major first players. Players, you know, yeah. between those two, you probably could have 20, 25 goals. Joby couldn't start. Yep. for whatever reason, still unknown. But um, uh, Derby five oh seven said, "You just get the feeling that there is a fear culture under Hendon. No one is smiling anymore." Yeah, good point. There. At David underscore Massage said, "No more distractions now. Let's get this league sorted." At Con Murray, the player quality in the squad is incredible. So what is to blame? No more backroom fiascos, which only leaves management. Yeah, and again, another good point. For me, you know, our squad on paper, even though it's thin, that is a squad. We talked about this last week, didn't we? You know, got the best striker in the league, Jay Simpson. Midfield, you've got Payne, who's a, you know, an established league one player with Peterborough. You've got Joby McEnough. Got Lloyd James, who we know can play well. Baldry. Baldry. And Voto. Chizak, who's an international goalkeeper, you know. On paper, we have got a strong League One side. But obviously, like Warren said, football's not played on paper. Uh, mate, absolutely. You know, it's, absolutely. It's, it's, it's tragic, really. Absolutely. At Bragg, Ali Edge said, Hedden is totally and utterly out of his depth. Not learned a thing since his Barnet days. He must go, and very soon. At Pyre J. Meister said, Fail to beat Yeovil when he has to go. At Boot. Chan JP said, might be the first chance of heading out on Saturday with a relegation for a League 2 team visit Brisbane Road and entertain the Oval. They're all heroes tonight with those at Scully. Most of us knew how this would end up. We didn't want to believe it, but we knew. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Manx said, he's had his chance. Someone mentioned his win ratio 17% with winning his first five games. That's not good enough. At Linden Orient said, we don't have a plan B. Always play for a point. It's been a poor season, really, if we're honest with ourselves. Johnny B underscore LOFC lost my patience with him after the Wimbledon game when he got into it with the fans. Yep, and at Kevin Cowlin, who looks at it from the other perspective, the second in Hendon is pointless. Key players have been lost and injured. Lopsided budget, no funds left. You should blame Milanese. We need stability. Those calling for Ian Hendon to go need to be careful what they wish for. Who would replace him? Another Italian? No, no, no. Everyone needs to get behind the team on Saturday without the vile abuse directed at the manager by certain so-called fans. At Chris underscore Holmes 24, definitely losing faith in Hendon after a good start is showing his no track record in management. At Rishi J. Bourne said, whatever Hendon's half-time team talks are, they don't work. Too much of a lightweight midfield with limited creativity. At Joe Jessener 16, the thing is we could probably sack him and we would already have a better option at the club in Hessen Tyler. Pass at Monster 1980 said, doesn't seem like he knows how to improve things. 
He didn't have great track record, and I think we are seeing why. At Elliot M. Burns said, Mistakes like today happen, but it's too frequent. I want him to go, to be honest. We were so poor second half. Same story. Now, Elliot M. Burns, we sit with Elliot M. Burns, and he, uh, he basically got to meet Hendon before the game and has changed his impression of Hendon, saying he feels Hendon now deserves more time after he spoke to Hendon and learned a bit more kind of about what Hendon's trying to achieve. So and maybe Hendon under. needs to come out and be more honest with the fans because, you know, from what I see of him, it's rare that he kind of admits when he's wrong or he, he's comes, across so much. As, he comes across as sometimes unapproachable and sometimes unlikable. As a manager, you have to be likeable. You know, for all of Slade's faults, because Slade did have faults, he was always likeable. You always knew that if he was wrong, he'd come out and he would say he was wrong. Whereas Hendon is a bit different. Yeah, he's very media savvy, very media trained, and there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that, that people don't necessarily see, uh, particularly with the owner and, and whatnot. So, and Ian tries to, to protect the fans and the players from all of that, but actually what, what he does is, when things aren't going so well, it actually is like, well, hold on a minute, you've said that no one else is to blame, so therefore all the heat is going to deflect on you, whereas last season there, there wasn't any of that. Yeah, he's putting too much pressure on himself. You know, he is. He's he's been undone by his own good, good nature. Absolutely, and if you ever want to come on the show, not that you're listening, <laughs> but some players probably will be listening to this one on the back of the interviews. Tell Ian that he is available to come on the show anytime he wants. If he wants to communicate, we'd love to have him on this show uh, at Len M4. So the improvement is needed, but not now. Give him the transfer window. If things don't improve, then we can rebuild again. However, you cut it. It is poor in every count. We can't progress under this regime, says at Paul Gregory. Yeah, at Scriberi and Dan. So I'm usually keen to give a manager's time, but I don't think Ian Hendon has <coughs> what it takes. All the badges, but no imagination type of manager. Okay, at Vince Howard, 73. He should go, just not management material. And the main problem lies with Bichetti. Hasn't learnt at all. I like Vince. Vince sits behind us, but I'll say with that, when Bichetti appointed Hendon, we were all loving it because he appointed oh, and the young British one of manager, our own. so we can't... <laughs> For me, we can't say that. I, I feel that's well, a bit, maybe a bit unfair on, on Bichetti there. At Orient Electric, says enough is enough. We have good players, but he simply can't get the best out of them. At Morgan underscore Con 97. Haven't heard from you in a while, Morgan. Thanks for getting in touch. January, we need to bolster the squad. A striker who can play alongside Simpson might be nice. Shouldn't get rid of Hendon yet. Yeah. At and Rabdon said, who would do better without his best four players out injured? Short memories of some people. There you go. At Soph underscore Rosie underscore TFB, how can you not be motivated for Chelsea? Every week, the same boring football, clueless tactically. 17% win rate, enough. End of time, I think is what that is. Yeah, that's good. It's a good emoticon usage there. At Glennyboy1881 said, if I could see any light, I'd say give him more time, but I can't. And he doesn't seem to learn game by game. It's the same old, same old. At Alfie Wounton 96 gutted about tonight's result, but onwards and upwards for Saturday's game. Must concentrate on the league now. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. If we weren't drawn away to Chelsea in the third round, say we had another League 2 team, would people have been, been as bothered about the FA Cup? You know, for me, I'm not really fussed about the FA Cup if it's going to put you off the league. But, you know, going away to Chelsea would be nice. fantastic. But that's the fantasy. Of the, that's it's a nice the, distraction, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, fantasy absolutely. Yeah. And George underscore Gurks said, the only thing I will say is, does second manager fix the problem? We've got a small squad of big players out. I still think we can make the playoffs as we've been pretty unlucky. The defending, though, does need to improve. Andy underscore PO16. Four wins in 19, including the one against Staines. There's some many other reasons that Hendon should go. We've already waited too long. At Les OK52, said, think he needs to be given January transfer window and judge where we are then. Let's face it, this season's going to be mid-table. 
Yeah. D at D Ward underscore seven uh, definitely needs to go. Uh, the man is tactically inept, and I'm being kind there. Hashtag Hendon out. <laughs> and Robin LOFC said, get rid of Hendon. It's the same every week. He's signing into a long league, and so is his management. At Mark Shepherd underscore seventy nine, sacking him could save the season. Fed up, being envious of other teams putting opponents to bed while we invite them to play. At Boats, he said, good. We did a win tonight, but we need to win on Saturday and focus on our promotion push. Ian is still the man. And he needs time. At Jay Pittle, at least we didn't have to suffer Darius Henderson scoring a last-minute winner against us in extra time. So, obviously, a lot of negativity um, yeah. towards Ian in those. At Stephen J. Clark tweeted us and said, Yes, he's had injuries to key players, but with the exception of Shaw and Palmer, the starting lineup tonight has played the majority of their careers in League One or above. We should be doing better. It's not helped by the fact that he comes across as a very unlikable human being. 17 points from the last 16 games in relegation form. He needs wins in the next two to three games. Yeah, interesting point of view. Angel Davis, 2-4-1-2. I wouldn't say Hendon needs to go because that's the last thing we need is for a new manager to come in at this point. But he does need to take a step back and reevaluate the situation at present. Nearly halfway through the season and we can't seem to hold on to any fighting spirit or win games. Three out of 16 games is pathetic considering our recent history. How can a team lose so much passion in one season? Yes, we had a bad one last season, but let's pick up the pieces. Pick up the pieces. Whoops! Pick up the pieces and fight. I've got someone else's teeth in, and I think that's a really nice way to end it. I think that that, that tempers all the uh, animosity. You know, um, he's doing his best. I think with Ian under slightly tough conditions because he's not exactly got a limitless pot of money to go out and just sign people. Absolutely. So those were all tweets to us. So thanks for all your tweets. And there was even more that we couldn't mention or didn't have time Too to. Many. So keep them coming in. You know, it's fantastic. You know, we're here as a, a sounding board for O's fans on Twitter uh, and all social media, actually, on Facebook as well. So keep them coming. We love all the opinions we get. And so, so if it was just me and Paul without opinions, it would be boring. So the more, the more the merrier. Welcome to the... Uh, or an Outlook party, I yeah. would say. So Wednesday, 16th of December, it was announced that as Newport County are still in the FA Cup, uh, our game on Saturday night for January has been postponed. It will now be kicking off on Tuesday, the 26th of January, 7.45. I've got to say, I do love a midweek kickoff. I do, do yeah. like it, yeah. Tuesday night in January doesn't really appeal to me. Um, Thursday the 17th of December, it was Sam's, Sam Ling's 19th birthday, so uh, happy birthday, Sam. Happy birthday, Sam. Um, and it was also announced that uh, Cole Kakawa has extended his loan by further month to the 16th of January, which I'm personally very happy about. Yeah, it's done very well so far. Yeah. Uh, and as part of the great work in the community by the late Laurent Trust, Jay Simpson, Matt Baldry, Lloyd James and Charlie Granger, they visited Hobbiton Hospital along with Theo. And it wasn't the only visits that were being done on Thursday, <laughs> as me and my good friend Southstown Chumbin in Paul Levy uh, managed to get an invite to the training ground. So um, last year's Christmas special, we managed to go and interview uh, Roman Vincelo, Nathan Clark and Bradley Pitchard. And this year, we went down, not knowing who we were going to interview, and very kindly we were given access to interview Matt Baldry, Sammy Moore and Lloyd James. Yeah, so thanks Colin uh, for allowing us to, to come down to the training ground. Uh, and for uh, arranging for these guys to, to sit with us for a few minutes. It was very much appreciated. So, shall we hear what Matt Baldry had to say? Yep, so first up, captain, uh, French legend. That's Paul Matt, Matt Baldry. Matt Baldry, thanks for uh, joining us on a very busy day. So, we've got you for a short while. So, just to get uh, start off the interview, thoughts on the season so far? 
Um, I think we started really well, and uh, especially uh, coming from last season and that. But um, after we had a bit of a dip, and it's going to be more difficult. But um, we we're working hard, and we need to we need to keep keep doing, try to do the right thing, and turn it up. Yeah, obviously we've been quite unlucky with injuries yeah. in terms of Dino. Yeah, yeah, we, we've we obviously uh, we've lost uh, some important players, that are, um, difference maker and stuff. So, but we still got decent players here for this level, and uh, we, we probably we feel we should we should be a bit higher. So it's it's to be like we've got ambitious and we need to to back it up by working hard and uh, and and aim higher. Yeah, and obviously over the Christmas period, there's lots of games to come. Obviously, starting on Saturday at Yeovil, yeah. so you would think Saturday's probably a must-win game. Must-win. Yeah, game. I think I think yeah, yeah. It was uh, no, not must-win games. Every, every game is important, but yeah. the problem is we've been doing all right for most of the games, and but we have a lot of draws, isn't it? Yeah, I've been quite unlucky. In the draws, of... the draws are not really paying off. Sometimes you're better losing a game and uh, winning the next one. Yeah, and we've been too many draws, so we need. So it shows it's not it's not far because we're not losing much. Absolutely, I think we only lost five out of twenty-one, which yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, it's just, it's but we need to turn in to, to, to find the little stuff to make the difference and and turn these draws in, in wins. Absolutely, yeah, no, absolutely. So you were made captain before yeah. the season started. How has that changed your game? Has that affected you, or how has that affected you? Um, I think I've been a bit more responsible because of this. So sometimes when when it's not just about you, so you need to show example. Even sometimes when when it's not really going well, you need to, to pick yourself up to be able to pick everyone else. Um, there's responsibility, of course, that when a team loses, people say it's not right, captain, or stuff like this. Um, but I just I just try to, to do my best and staying positive and, and trying to bring as many people as I can with me, and, and that's it, really. Are they, and the group that we've got here, we constantly hear how good a group they are. So is it that difficult to pick them up after a loss? No, no, it's not difficult. But they're young, isn't it? So it's more like keeping, keeping it right in the in the right way, and, and just trying to have a positive influence and try to see when it's the right moment to have a go at people. When it's um, when it's a time when you need to take them under your arm and say like, be positive because. People would always say, oh yeah, like, just we haven't got leaders. I hear a lot, this is something like me, if I'm honest. Um, so yeah, we haven't got people shouting. You know? But when you shout at someone who's 21, that's just done a mistake, like, why any good like you're making to? Yeah, it doesn't so help. So I'm not working like this. I've been young and if something, when the older one was just coming on my back, it's just basically put me in a hole. And you don't want that. So um, I'm just trying to be there with them if they need me, they know, as they know I'm here for them. Like, I'm not someone they look and they say, oh, this guy is like, captain, but he's annoying, he's doing my head in. I'm just, I'm just wanting them to look at me and say, fuck, like, um, Frenchie is there for us. Uh, like, he, he wants us to do well and that's what I want, so I want them to do well, because if they do well, I'm doing well. So that's, that's my point of view on that. Cool. Absolutely, and we recently signed Jean Yves Voto, yeah. another French speaking defender. How's that for you? Is it do you feel it's a benefit having the French speaking centre inside you? Um, not really. Sometimes it's uh, something is even more confusing because I, <laughs> I speak to him in French and I'm going to turn around to the right back and speak in French and he's going to look at me. What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, so, but like, what's good is like we've got a bit the same mentality, like you know, like the same culture. 
So like we can yes. understand each yeah. other, and in the game, like, I think I can, I know with, I understand him, and he understand what I want, and I understand why he wants. So that's good. Absolutely. We've got Joby back in the team now. Yeah. What impact has he had in in terms of what his what his game brings to to, to the team? Joby, like, like, no need to say, like, um, he is a is a good player for this level. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely. We're not in a luxury where we can keep someone like Joby on the side. Um, he's um, obviously he's had a little time where he didn't play, and so we'll, we've got. He's gonna. He's coming back and uh, he's working hard and his attitude has been spot on. And um, we hope he's gonna. He's gonna bring us a, a lot and doing till the end of the season. And obviously Jay Simpson. Yeah. He's doing well. He's on fire, isn't he? Sixteen yeah. goals and getting lots of plaudits. Must yeah. be better than him up front. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, he's uh, at this level. Uh, Jay's. He's actually he's great, and uh, so we we know he's quite here and uh, we hope to keep him as long as we can. And. We need, to, we need to use them and try to uh, put them in the best condition. Absolutely. All right, so it's a bit of a quick fire round now, so we yeah. just shoot a question at you yeah. and then you just give us a like, team really quick answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Very cool. Ready? Yeah. Best trainer? Um, best trainer. We'll come back to that one. Best trainer? Just say yourself. Best trainer? <laughs> I was going to say that. Nah, Lloyd James. Lloyd James. Best dressed? Me. Worst rest? Uh, I would say Bradley Pritchard, but it's that bad. He's making it like a different style. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Connor Eisen. Connor Eisen, brilliant. Best mate at, at the club? Um, Lloyd James. Best mate in football? Uh, Lloyd James is up there. Like, I had a few like him, Gary. Um, Gal. Gary yeah, Gal, yeah. So I was the other one that went on my stag do with like, Clarkie and that. So the other ones. Oh, yeah, congrats on your, your wedding, by the way. Thank yeah, well done. Thank you. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> Not at your wedding, but <laughs> no, just yeah, at our yeah. own weddings, yeah. Um, um, do you have any pre-match routines or rituals that you do to... Yeah, I've got a lot of routine. Like, I'm a bit of a freak, so <laughs> I've got a lot of stuff. But uh, What do you uh, do? What are your... No, I've changed, like, I've changed my food, so I don't have any, like, pretty much, I've got, like, Nutribullet, so, like, the lads are taking a makeup. Oh, do you know what, my wife's just got a Nutribullet yeah. for her birthday. So, I find that I was, like, getting, sometimes feel heavy when the game starts, so <laughs> I got to Nutribullet, so I bring it away on the away trips. Yeah. So when I go down to pretty much, I bring my, I blend and blend my stuff, and people look at me every way, but... <laughs> that's the stuff I do. That's what helps, yeah. makes you feel yeah, right yeah. when you go and down I'm, there. I got to be in, uh, in yoga. So I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm getting nice. to yoga, like, had good singing, I'm getting older. So. Prevents injuries as yeah, well. Yeah, okay. yeah. You're not that old, you're not that old. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. Five, it gets worse <laughs> Funniest player? Uh, me. <laughs> Apart from you? Uh, we've got some funny ones. Who's got the best banter? Best banter. Coxie, Coxie seems like he's quite funny, or not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got a few, like, we've got a few there. Um, there's different ones, isn't it? Like, up there. John Markey's make me laugh too. Yeah. John Markey. And the two lads are um, Fraser and Paul. Uh, Fraser and um, Blair. Right, and right. Two London boys like young and I said they're funny. They're just fresh in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fastest player? Um, don't know really. It's difficult. I think Blair probably up there. Yeah, I thought I thought that'd be the answer. Yeah. Who's got the best dance moves and who's got the worst dance moves? I've got a bit. I've got a bit. But I'm what not the worst? A bit. Or the I'm not the best. A bit. No, the best. Uh, um, <laughs> Who showed you off? No, nah, Blair. Blair is, Blair is good. 
Blair's good. He's yeah. got the he's got the dab and everything. Like he's he's on top of his game. I think. Cool. Uh, what song did you sing when you first joined the club at your initiation? That was a French song. How was it? Safe, yeah. You want so, It's like um, viser la lune, ça me fait pas peur. So it's like a song. It means that you know, um, target the moon. You're not scared okay. of it and stuff like that. So it's just. But no one's get the lyrics, so it doesn't matter. No one cares, yeah. yeah. No, no, no one yeah, knows yeah, yeah. it, yeah. Wicked. Alright. Um, more. I don't think that's. Yeah. Alright, so we've got time so, for. Just lastly, then. Uh, message for the fans going into Christmas? Um, yeah. Obviously, I know like, a few of you have been. Probably they've been frustrated. Um, we are frustrated. People think sometimes it's just the fans, and all, but it just affects us a lot. and. Uh, like we we want to do well and it, it, it affects us. We're really frustrated. But the football is is something. It's not. Um, there's no special magic recipe. So you can't just turn it around like this. Sometimes you do the right things and it's not going your way. The only stuff you can do is try to keep doing the right things. And I'm a believer that you reap what you sow. So at one point it's gonna turn around and we're gonna get the reward because because we are trying to do the right thing there. Yeah. So just the fans, just stick with us. See, so we need you more than more than they think and um, like I said we've got a young team so just everything they do is got an effect on the team so they need to be behind us and then till the end of the season and see where we go together and happy Christmas to everyone so that was uh, the thoughts of our captain Matt Baldry so we only done 10 minute interviews with the players because we got there at half one and the players had to be gone by two so it was a bit of a snapped rush so we done Matt Baldry first, and then Matt Baldry left, and Connor went to find a player, so we had no idea who was going to walk in. And then lo and behold, another bearded legend walked in. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Sammy Moore walked in, in uh, full training gear, so it was great to talk to Sammy. And it seems that his rehabilitation is going well from his injury, and one thing that came across, he was very, very enthusiastic about the season, and what his expectations were. So here we go, Sammy Moore. So joining us now uh, live from the boot room at the training ground here in Chigwell, uh, Sammy Moore, welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast. Thanks for giving us some no time. Worries. No worries. Start at the beginning, really. Thoughts on the season so far? Um, obviously, we started the season, uh, you know, outstanding, really. You know, five wins out of five. You know, would have dreamed. It was a dream start, really. And uh, you know, we've, you know, we know we've, you know, took our foot off the gas. You know, recent results haven't been good enough. Um, but you know we're one point outside the playoffs, and you know we're still right in the mix. Um, it's important on Saturday we get a get a positive result, um, and you know we, we really you know we had a team meeting today about you know saying it ain't good enough, and you know what we need to do to to improve. And you know we're desperate to get three points on Saturday, and it's a massive game. I know the fans you know obviously are frustrated, you know, but we need we need everyone to stick together. In this, you know, it's a, it's a long, it's a long season. You know, it's a marathon, ain't a sprint. And you know, we put ourselves in a great position we're in at the minute. But we know results have got got to pick up, and you know, we're determined as a as a squad. Um, you know, to you know, to you know, we want to do it together. And you know, the the goal is promotion, and uh, we've got to make sure it's it's a turn in the season on Saturday. And you know, we really get back to winning ways. 
Yeah, sorry, because the, the season, obviously, the, the thick end of the season is obviously the end, but you've also got the middle bit around Christmas, which home and away, the games come quite thick and fast. So to get a good springboard into that period is obviously quite vital. Yeah, Christmas is massive. You know, there's a lot of games, there's a lot of points up for grabs. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is a really important time for us to really, you know, stamp our authority on, on the games and, you know, really kick on from it. We know we know it hasn't been good enough, um, recent results. Um, but, you know, we're determined as a squad. Um, you know that we're gonna we're gonna push on from here, and you know this Saturday we're gonna show you know how much it means to us to get three points. You know I know the boys are gonna put in a performance. You know the fans are gonna be pleased with, and and gonna go home and think right. Well, you know what? You know we're gonna really kick yeah. on from here, and uh, you know that's what we want. We're desperate for success. You know we're we're a, we're a group what's come together. Um, you know with disappointment from last year. You know we want to make sure this season is a is a happy season. You know and we get back to to League One where we want to be, and you know the club. You know, so ambitious. You know, you know, we want to just keep moving in the right direction, and you know, we got to make sure we do that on the pitch. And you know, we need the fans to get really behind us, and you know, and really kick on. Absolutely. I guess is it frustrating? I guess on the sidelines being injured. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's not ideal. Um, obviously, you know, getting injured, and you know, I played on with the injury. You know, I didn't really didn't realise until the Sunday. Um, but you know, obviously looking. Looking, looking at at the at the team now, you, you know you want them to do well because when you come back in the side, you know you want to you want to make sure that we're we're pushing in the right direction and we're moving up the table and that's where we want to be. Absolutely, and we just mentioned your injury. So how how's that coming on? Yeah, yeah, it's com- it's coming on good. I'm um, ahead of schedule at the minute, so fingers crossed. Um, I shouldn't shouldn't be too far away. Absolutely, brilliant. And then. Yeah, so uh, a couple of other questions that, that, that we have. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of competition for places in the midfield spot, and obviously Ian's quite adaptable when he changes it from the diamond or whatever you want to call it to a flat four four two. What what's what's it like knowing that you're probably going to nick someone else's space or they're going to nick yours? Is it all? It's obviously part of football, but obviously you've got a good good group of guys that all obviously all get on. Yeah, no, it's, it's you know wherever whatever club you're at, you know there's there's comp- competitions for places, and you've got to make sure that you go out at training and you know you work your socks off and you stake a claim to play either on a Saturday or a Tuesday and. Uh, you know, this is, we've got a great group of midfielders in 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 the, in the team, and you know, it's it's been difficult to obviously you know to get a starting place, you know, but there's no really rivalry. It's, you know, no one's really sulking. Whoever ain't in the side, we all we're all in it together, and we're all pushing each other to to our maximum. And uh, I think you need that in a in a promotion winning side, and you know we've got that, but we need to make sure that we you know we get results, and you know we really push forward. And obviously you you joined us in the summer and you've been kind of staking your first team place. You know you started the season in the team to the injury. Highlights so far, I guess it's probably the Notts County forty-five yard screamer. Yeah, no, that was a that was a, that was a, that was a good day and uh, I'm probably one of uh, probably my best goal I've scored in my career really. And yeah. you know, you know uh, looking at them days, you know you got to enjoy them moments because you know there's there's so many ups and downs during the season. With with obviously you know wins and losses and, and and stuff like that, but moments like that you know you need to treasure that and you know I'll keep that in in uh, in on my got it on my TV so I show show my, show my children when they grow up. That's and, right. You know it's one to one to look for, one to keep memory, but hopefully there'll be many more for for the Orient and uh, you know let's hope let's hope we can um, 
you know, really kick on for me. There was also that crossfield pass that set up Sean, that's who yes, set up yeah, Blair yeah. for that. Yeah, that was it. beautifully weighted. Yeah. And it just flew, I was like, I his foot on it. Yeah, and then Sean just one touch, and then Blair one. I was just like, to, be, to me, that's one of to my be, personal favourite goals. To be, to be honest, uh, that's probably one of the best team goals I've seen in any level, really. Oh, you nicked uh, it from the guy with, uh, yeah, at left back. It. Yeah, that's it. To you, yeah, to Sean, and then. To me, that was, if uh, that was in the, if that was in the Premiership, that would be you all know, over. that would be all over, you know, whatever, Absolutely, you know, yeah, over yeah. the internet, and you know. But I think we got quite a few oh, lights, like on, that. lights on that, and so uh, yeah. no, it was uh, no, yeah. you know, you can see, you know, seeing the team, we've got we've got real real good quality in the team, and yeah. you know, we're one point outside the playoffs, and we we had a meeting today, and we got to make sure that you know we really kick on from here. This is our this could be our turning point in our season. Yeah. You know, we might need that kick up the arse where you know we. Know, we got, you know, we ain't, we haven't been good enough. We know that, you know, the fans know that, but we got to make sure that as a club, you know, not just the players, you know, as a whole, like a family, you know, you know, that's what it is basically. We're a family, and you know, we got to make sure that we're really driving in the right direction. And come come May, we we want to be, we want to be in the top three, if not um, the playoffs. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so I've got a bit of a quick fire round for you. Yeah, no um, so firstly, best trainer. Uh, Jay Simpson. Yeah. Best dressed. Uh, best dressed. Best clubber. I could do worst best dressed. Best dressed is too hard. No, best dressed. Uh, Matt Baldry ain't bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John, yeah Matt Baldry said Matt Baldry. He, he ain't bad. He ain't bad. He ain't bad. And worst. Uh, Pritch, yeah. terrible gear. Terrible is that gear. what Matt Baldry said? Terrible. Seriously, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's like he's going fishing after the time. Uh, funniest player? Funniest player. Uh, oh, I've got to be up there myself or Coxie. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, who's the fastest player? Fastest. Blair's up there. Yeah. Yeah, probably, probably say Blair. He's up there, Blair. Best dancer? Once I get on the dance floor? Yeah, me, all over it. Yeah, 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 the two step. What's your custom? Not the two step. Yeah, two yeah. step. Yeah, yeah, I was on fire. <laughs> get me on the dance floor, you won't get me off. <laughs> what about what song did you sing on your initiation when you joined the club? Uh, I sang "Ain't No Mountain High Enough." Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Why is that? Why that song? No, I just like that song. Yeah. Bit of soul music, you know. Can't nice. beat a bit yeah. of Motown, you know. Love a bit nice. of song. Yeah, it's decent. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, biggest achievement so far in your career? Uh, Probably uh, one winning the FA Youth Cup, um, and obviously getting promoted with Wimbledon. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously it'd be nice to get another C uh, promotion on my CV, and yeah. you know, um, fingers crossed we can do that. Yeah. Do you have any pre-match rituals or routines or anything? Yeah, no. I put my uh, either my left sock or my left boot on first. Okay. And then my left shin pad as well. Yeah. I'll always do my left left side first. Who who do you room with on away games? Uh, uh, with Coxie. Mrs. Cracks on, so it's ain't been too bad, really. It's been good. Got to cool. keep it, eh? Got to keep it. Yeah. <laughs>
that's a good one. So that's all the questions that we really wanted to fire at you. Yeah. Just wanted to finish off if you had a message for the fans at all. Um, just to, you know, obviously, it's, you know, I've come, I've come into the club and, you know, I feel, you know, when I first signed, it was, you know, when I even like walking up to the stadium, it was, you know, it was. It was so eye-opening and you know ambitious and you know it was, it's a great football club and since I've been here, um, you know I can't thank the fans enough. They've been they've been superb and you know the one thing you know I, I say is you know stick by us. You know we're trying our best to obviously get results. You know there are going to be ups and downs in the season, um, but trust me, you know with 100% hand on heart, you know, the players are going to go out and give their all every game and, you know, this is going to be a successful season, trust me, you know, it's maybe a little bit of a blip at the minute but we're still right in the mix, we're, we're one point off the playoffs and no doubt, no doubt, you know, we'll be, we'll be either, either get in that top three or in the playoffs this season and we'll, uh, we'll have a winner's medal um, around our next come, come May. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. So that was Sammy, you know more. Uh, lovely bloke. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, absolutely lovely bloke. Um, and a great interview. And says, you know, loads of times about, you know, guess, guess what Orient were about. It was really enthusiastic. Yeah, it's refreshing to hear. You know, he's, playing, he's watching from the sidelines, obviously frustrated, but, you know, he'd done a session, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's really, really pleasing to hear, you know, that, that they want the support of the fans. Absolutely. And, and you know, it does play a part in helping them on the pitch. Absolutely. And as we were leaving, we were very lucky to grab Lloyd James for two minutes to find out his thoughts on the season so far, the Christmas message. So here is Lloyd James. Right, we're now joined uh, by Lloyd James. Lloyd, thank you for joining us. So just a very quick uh, chat. Thoughts on the season so far? Uh, up and down, really. Uh, obviously, we started well. Uh, few results of late and haven't really gone to plan but uh, there's still a lot of games to go and hopefully we can kick on yeah starting with Saturday which is yeah. the overall home so you look at the table and you'd go really take five points from that yeah we'd, we'd like to like to think so but we know every game's a tough game and we've got to take it game by game so hopefully we can get three points I like it no, go on. a lot of competition for place in the midfield spot now yeah there is uh, obviously with Joby coming back and Obviously, Sammy's had a, a knock and been out a couple of games, but uh, yeah, there's competitions for places. I think all over the pitch now. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's yeah. good to see looking at the bench on Tuesday with people returning from injuries. It was a stronger, stronger looking bench, which is only a good thing, really. Yeah, definitely. You need a strong squad uh, in this league. Cause there's a lot of games, and and we need that. Absolutely. So, yeah. No, so all I was going to say was obviously having someone like Joby back in into in, in the squad. What what sort of qualities are you seeing? What what sort of how's he changing the game from from sort of where you're playing really? Uh, he's he's a ball he's a ball carrier and he works his works his socks off and uh, and his big one of his biggest assets as well uh, off the field around the change room. He's a great lad to have around. He brings so much experience and and he's a great character for all the boys to especially the younger lads to learn from. Uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, on the pitch, I think he's 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 a good ball carrier. He work works his socks off for the team. Uh, he's always available. He's he's a good player to have on your team. You'd rather play on with him than against, against him anyway. Him, yeah, definitely. All right, and then just a, a message for the Orient fans going into Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to all the Orient fans, and uh, hopefully we can bring you a Merry Christmas with a few points. That'd be nice. Yeah. Cool. Cheers, Cheers. Thanks, Thanks so much. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
So that was Lloyd James. So thanks again to Colin and the uh, team at Orient who got us Charlie, there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, fantastic. And that was the thoughts of those players so far. So moving on, Friday was a quiet day, which brings us on to Saturday, the 19th of December. So Saturday morning, it was announced that we will play a friendly on Tuesday night against Bishop Stortford. Uh, this is, we presume, this is to give some players who need minutes under their belts time to do so. Yeah, that's it. Hess and Tyler confirmed that's what it was for. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fine. First match, yeah. Yep. So Bradley Pritchard's 30th birthday, so happy birthday. Uh, birthday, Pritch. Uh, Bradley. Um, and then it was Yeovil at home. Yep. Um, so the team lined up as Chisak in goal, Baldry, uh, Kikawa, and Voto uh, Shaw, Turgut, Payne, James, Pritchard with Simpson and Scott Cashkit up front. Subs were Granger, Essen, Dunn, Moore, uh, sorry, Dunn, Moncur, Mackenough, Adebayejo and Palmer. Yep, so it's three changes for the O's as uh, Kapakawa and Blair got came in, while Scott, Scott Cashkit made his first league start for the club. Uh, Sean Clahessy and John Marcus were both absent from the squad due to slight injuries, so... The match kicked off. Yeah, but just before that, obviously raised quite a few eyebrows that Scott Cashkit was was starting yeah, the match. So um, that was that was interesting. But as Hessen Tyler said post match with with Dave Victor, he said that you know they want to try different combos and see what might click and and just kick on. So they obviously saw enough in training to think that it was worth warranting. He's sharp in training, a, a yeah. place and starting lineup. So yeah, match kicked off. Can't really a bit of a drab first half to be honest, wasn't it? Nothing of note really happened I don't think anybody really from what I was seeing anybody really turned up no enthusiasm no life no invention no oomph it was very lethargic it was very slow it looked like there was a hangover from Tuesday night's possibly, game possibly yeah a bit heavy legged uh, it didn't look confident at all it was really it was a strange atmosphere actually it wasn't a bit subdued wasn't it very subdued that's probably the perfect way to describe it yeah and as Paul said nothing really happened 34th minute cash cut had a ball drop into him and he thought, put your laces through it and he completely missed it. Went out for the throw, yeah. Went out for a throw in and the game's just passing us by. It was really disappointing, you know, everyone had described it in the week as a must-win game. Bottom of the league side. Bottom of the league side who you think would go and take take the game to. So, and, yeah, we did. You know, and it pretty much looked like a nail on nil at half-time but the last two minutes were quite dramatic in the first half. So yeah. Jack Payne got, uh, looked like he carried, got a bad injury, got carried off and was still waiting for news on that so we wish... Jack Payne well and hope the injury's not too bad. Yeah. Um, so he got stretched off and then as we were waiting to bring Ollie Palmer on, uh, Yeovil took the lead. Uh, a terrible goal to concede. Shaw got caught in possession. Uh, they stole it. Uh, <laughs> the ball came in. We got rid of it uh, between Pritchard and Shaw who both kind of got muddled clearances. Ball came back in the box and Voto miss kicks it. Zoko lips in with a header. Beat 1-0. Terrible, terrible goal to concede. Calamitous, ridiculous goal. Should have just cleared it, hoofed it straight away. Um, another mix-up, another defensive mistake that we get punished for. Yeah, you know, Francois Zoko scored two against Barnet last week, so that's three and three and two for him. That's going to give him the world of confidence. So yeah, just, it's, just, just not what, it's not what it's not what we should be doing. We shouldn't be helping other teams' players to feel good about themselves. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. we really shouldn't, and absolutely. we should be punishing. Rubbish teams. We should be. When Ian Hendon watches that back with Hesler Tyler, which I'm sure I've probably already done, he'll be living with that goal. There was that, that goal could have been avoidable about three or four times, you know, down to the clearance, just getting it out into the stands and Voto yeah. missing his kick, you know, and he had a poor game and Voto. Yeah. Very poor. He was very off him and Pritch in particular, I noticed, were very poor. Didn't pass it right. 
got caught out of position, just just weren't at the races at all. And Voto's been very good so far. He has. I've been really impressed. And maybe he was tired, you know. We've, we've rested Mac enough for yeah. playing three games in that short space of time without having much match fitness. And Voto yeah. must be the same. He's only been playing competitive football for the last three or four weeks. So maybe he needs a rest. He's got Essen back on the bench, so maybe he needs a bit of a rest. But yeah. Oli Palmer then came on when we went 1 0 down, and the half time whistle went. Uh, a few boos from the South Stand. Quite a few. And quite a few headlands out. So, you know. For us, it was a pretty terrible first half. You know, nobody taking players on. The keeper had no saves to make. Uh, we looked scared. We looked poor. You know, Shaw got into good positions and didn't really take initiative and try and take people on. We looked like we were just trying to pass it around and very short on confidence. Uh, attendance was announced at 4,686 with 280 Yeovil fans. So, fair play. Yeovil was a big old mission to go to. Yeah. And for them to but it's easy to for them to get to us and it is for us to get to them yeah, because they're grounds in the middle of bloody nowhere. So second half kicked off, 55th minute, Joby came on for cash kit. Quite was a bit harsh on Scott Cashkit actually. He didn't really get the service and if you play if you're gonna play Scott Cashkit, you need balls on the ground to try and get around the back of defenders and we never really gave him that service. It was long ball and you're not really gonna see the best of Scott Cashkit play long balls into him because that's not his game. Not at all. There's no point pumping football up to a five foot seven kid who's a guy who's just not going to be a six foot three guy yeah. uh, who's marking him, which just wasn't working at all. But he was then when Palmer came on, Cashkit uh, was put out on the left wing. So when he then came off for Joby, yes, yes, Joby naturally yeah. switched in. So yeah. I see that happening. But again, it was just a bit of a pity, really. It just seemed like he was just sort of he was on the pitch and he was just kind of sort of dumped in the left left wing position, yeah. which obviously he. He is not one of those. So, Absolutely. 59 minutes, Palmer uh, had a chance. Lloyd James crossed the ball into the box. Palmer won the header. I think it comes off the back of the defender. But then it sort of kind of drops in front of him. And then their number six comes sort of across. And I think he hesitates, thinking that number six is going to get it. But then it kind of sort of spins yeah. off to the to the right-hand side. So, I think Palmer was... You know they did enough the overall defence between them and the defence and the goalkeeper to to put him off and 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 we lost the momentum and lost the opportunity. That's really. just the way it's going for uh, Palmer at the moment. I guess if that's Jay Simpson, he probably gets his foot on the end of it and probably puts it in the back of the net. But Palmer not having the best of luck and the best of times at the moment doesn't He's not doesn't do it. In the sixty fourth minute, great bit of control from Simpson. Controlled the ball really well, flicked it over his head, ran at their defence and just had a, had a shot but went over the bar. And after that, the match really started to fade out, and you've all probably seen on social media people lighting their phones up and singing we're effing bored you know when the highlight of the match is that there's something that's badly wrong with the uh, with the match all that was quite funny uh, started by about 10 15 year old kids sitting a couple of rows in front of us one who had a condom in his head for the entire second half <laughs> so fair, fair play stupid. to those boys fair play to those boys yeah. but, you know I've never seen that done before apparently I think a few fans saw it done at Scunthorpe with the phone lights but then we made our own Entertainment and then out of nothing in the 74th minute, an absolutely superb wonder strike from Joby McEnough, who got a ball from Lloyd James, took one touch, and then was just like, See you later, smack back in the net. Superb goal, fantastic out of nothing. We were just like, Oh my god, where did that come yeah. from? But trip because we, we had clear or I had clear sight yeah. of that, and I watched the flight of the ball, and it just didn't move, it just it was always heading for the top corner. So Fantastic goal, um, Great and goal. that's what that's what Joby can bring you. And, and you know we've we, we've equalised, and it, someone said remarkable. It's not Jay Simpson. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We yeah, need goals from elsewhere. Yeah, and then yeah. after that, we kind of got the seventy fifth minute. Uh, Baldry ball in. Simpson put header just wide. Unlucky there. Seventy uh, seventh minute though, appeal for a oval penalty. He's waved away. Now, I haven't seen this again. But he dived. He did dive. Apparently, I haven't seen it. But the, they're saying although he was sandwiched, he actually just went down. 
thinking he was going to get that penalty. So oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, again, I haven't seen that back either, but yep. that's apparently what. 81st minute, McEnough almost got a second, where good control from that. He has another effort this time, just wide. 85th minute, Adebayo came on for Blair Turger. I thought Turger had an okay game. Didn't really set the world alight on the on the wind yesterday. No, Turger again. I know he, people keep telling me around that sit around us that he needs to run a games, but you know he's getting chances and he's just not maximising yeah, yeah, it. You know he's point. got skill. He's just not taking players on. He, this is a real great week. I think he's only on a one-year contract. This is an outstanding opportunity for someone who has, you know, been released from a Premier League club for not being up to their grade. He's been given a chance at professional football, and he's, he just doesn't seem to be. I don't know what's wrong. I don't. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. So, with the limited information that we do have, I'm just not seeing enough from him. Yeah, really not. And I need to see more. Yeah, eighty-seventh minute. Lloyd James got booked. That's probably down to frustration because he was booked for dissent. Probably frustration how the game had gone. Was that when he had a go at the linesman and yeah, then the rest so. called him back? I think so. Uh, if Pritchard had a shot saved and rebound from Palmer was blocked, but after equalising, we really should have gone at him. That never really happened. You never got a feeling we were going to lick it, really. There was a slight level of intensity that increased. It was more intense, but, but then, it, we were more comatose throughout the match, so any increase in life was would be seen as a was a, as a positive. But, but you know, I think that charm we're effing bored actually worked quite well because it seems to give the players a bit of a kick up the Backside. Backside that they yeah. were missing. So, rest of the juice time we played, full time whistle went, and we got another one all draw. And again, a few boos, as you'd expect, and a more headed out chance. I think we should suspend our uh, Football League predictor because it's uh, it's always going to be nil nil or one or <laughs> and people are just gonna just gonna win. No, we're gonna keep um, that going. It's an amazing oh, prediction league. Okay, um, so pros match, yeah, yep. Ian Hendon uh, didn't do it this time. Uh, instead, uh, Andy Hassan-Tyler came out and faced the press um, and he said it just wasn't good enough and that's been our problem and that's why we keep drawing too many games because we keep making individual errors and we're getting punished for it. Why that is, I don't know. We need to find out why that is and get it right because today, there's a little bit of nerves out there. Confidence is a little bit low because we're not winning games and we've been drawing too many, who knows. But we're on a run now. All right, we have lost only... We've only lost five games in 22, but we've drawn far too many. We need to win games like today. If we think we're going to get promoted as a group of people, we need to win games like this today. Uh, and we didn't. Yep. So it's a fairly honest assessment, I think, Absolutely. of the game. Absolutely and interesting that uh, Hendon didn't do it. Maybe started to feel under yeah. pressure. I know he's said we're all in this together and I said Andy out to do it. But you know, when the heat's on, he probably would have done himself more favours by going out and doing it himself. But... We'll see. So league position, we slipped down one place to 10th in the league. So we played 22, 1-8, draw 9, which is where the problem is, that drawing factor. And only lost 5. I mean, losing 5 out of 22, as Andy has said, ain't one, bad. But you, one, need, you need to one, win four. the others. Yeah. Uh, so 33 points. So as it stands, we're now 8 points behind the automatic promotion places, which is it's quite a lot of points to be behind at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and now we're 3 points from a playoff spot. Or well, I don't think the playoffs aren't that far away. Because this league is just... Everyone's beating each other, so it's not like the top seven have run away. It's it's very tight up there, but then it's quite tight down below. It could go either way at the moment. It's really yeah. hard to see. So, your views on yesterday? Yeah, very frustrating. Um, you'd think that, um, given that, uh, given our position in the league, you'd, you'd actually think that you know everybody would come out all guns blazing. But um, again, as you you just don't know what goes on behind the scenes, what they've practiced, what they've rehearsed in training. And why so many of them just didn't seem to turn up? That's unusual. You, you know, like Russell Slade said, you can afford to have two or three that don't turn up 
as well as the others if the uh, if the other eight are uh, pretty yeah. much at maximum output. And and yesterday just you know just shows you how poor Yeovil are that they didn't really take any anything from that game either. And and it is frustrating. And that's what that's what the fans are now. It's like this isn't good enough. We've got you know on paper a really strong side, but we're we're just not doing anything in this league. You know August was you know a fantastic month, but it was a one off. Uh, and and we're at where we're at now, and it's looking like mid table mid table mediocrity. But um, you know, I, I just think the players need to start taking some responsibility. There's only so much that Ian and Andy and Nuge can do um, before the players they step over the line. If they're misplacing passes or making individual mistakes, like Connor did for the first Gunfort goal, you can't blame Ian for that. That's not his fault. Maybe they're, they're, maybe they're tired. So we'd say they're lethargic. Maybe they're, maybe something's, it's something wrong with the fitness there. Something's maybe. not right. Yeah. Something definitely isn't right. I, I I don't know what. And if Ian does listen and, and he wants to come and have a chat with us, he's, he's more than welcome yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. So my view is poor game yesterday. You know, when the, when the highlight is the crowd singing, see song, you know you're not watching a classic match. First half was pretty poor. You know, no runs, no passes, players looking scared, no confidence. Second half was better. Decent pressure for, for spells, and we didn't really look like we were ever going to score. But Jamie scored a great goal. Um, but with every draw, the playoffs and automatic promotion becomes more distance. But I do feel that Helen, like I've already said today, needs to communicate better with the fans. So a major talking point before the match was Joby McEnough not starting, and it transpires after the match that he didn't start him because Joby was tired. Well, if you tell us before, then you save yourself a whole lot of flack before the game and during the game for not playing him. So, you know, just help yourself out and don't put yourself under so much pressure. But as I've said, you know. If he listens or whatever wants to come on the show, he's more than welcome to do so. So, yeah. you know, those are our views. So, a few of your views at Mid Table Obscure said Hendler, a draw against the bottom of the Football League, saved by a player who he didn't even start. At Joe Watts 9, rather us have lost and made sure Hendler got sacked. Another draw not good enough. Bored of hearing respect the point. Yeah, at CM Oriental said simply not good enough at the moment. If you think otherwise, you need your head testing. Our team is weak and very average at best. At Matt, LOFC Evans, one wonder strike doesn't make up for a disgraceful performance. Hendon out. At Simon08 Edwards said, we can't win at home and we're not much better away. It's a recipe for the R word, if you ask me. Hashtag always moaning. At ALB5399, we shouldn't take that. One all at home to Yeovil is disgraceful and embarrassing. Hashtag Hendon out. At John underscore Grove01 said, abysmal first half, improved in the second half. Hendon's decision to start with Cash getting Simpson was stupid. At LOFC1978, not good enough. Time for a change, maybe? Wouldn't want to trust Hendon with any funds in January. Promotion, no chance. Uh, Len M4 said, Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over again and expecting different results. When will Hendon realise this? At Jeb1983, Nugent for me, please. Give him a proper crack at it. He's an O, not a thug, mas- masquerading as an O. Well, at Chris harsh. underscore Holmes, yeah, 24. Said, replace Hendon and get some more players in. Rebuild for automatic promotion next year. He's not cut out for it. At Andy P underscore 73. Think it's quite apparent. Hendon hasn't got what it takes to be a manager. We are bad and have no confidence. Yet M0PHO said it's the worst performance I've seen this season. The players don't seem to have any confidence. No one wants to take a shot. At O's fan basing, fans need to start supporting the team. Bloke behind me was slagging off after five minutes. You can't turn up hoping we will lose. Absolutely. In addition to that, I also heard people were leaving at half time. I read some tweets of people left yeah, a few people times. Left R- Ridiculous. People spend their money. They're, 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 Stupid they're, thing to do. They're entitled to leave when they want. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, but what's the point? What's the point of leaving at half-time? See a terrible half of football. One nil down. Don't well, see a way not, back. Not real football fans, are they, really? 
well, in my opinion. At Football CJW said, we were shocking, defence muddled, creativity lacking, Ian Hendon leads to go. At David 12 Lloyd, shouldn't rely on wonder strikes, supported Hendon for a while, but now I wouldn't miss him if he left. At Bradley Ackers 95, only one, only one whose opinion matters on Ian Hendon is Francesco Buschetti. If he has the same opinion as me, he will give him time. If not, he'll be sacked. Hope Ian Hendon is given time now. Jack Payne injured and Yeovil's score is an Orient luck made must change. I don't know if I've read that wrong, but up the O's. Fine, at Assisi2 said, I really don't quite understand what I watched today. There was enough individual talent in this team to make a decent match, but in that first half, they all seemed hesitant, almost frightened of taking a chance when possibilities presented themselves. Chizak probably saw more of the ball from all the back passes. Then in the last 10 to 15 minutes, the players came alive and we saw some life in the team. That can't all be down to JB McEnough being subbed on, so why couldn't it happen earlier? Something isn't gelling. I don't know if it's Hendon, pure and simple, or something is missing in training, but they looked rudderless for most of the match. Okay, at Les LK52, team selection all wrong, I'm afraid. As much as Palmer is struggling in front of goal, he is good in the air and works with Simpson. Yes, at BTCC Jedi, said that was poor. Most of the players look unmotivated. Sorry, we along with several others left at half-time, never done that before. At Ben D. Bollard, not good day today, but so many members of an already thin squad missing, it's no wonder we've gone off the boil. But we are still in the mix, and with players coming back and hopefully in... And hopefully during Jan, then we can push on again. Not a crisis. That big John Hayes said, Boog, when the players came out for the second half, was disgraceful. That pissed me right off. I didn't yeah. hear that. Did you hear that? Yeah. Boog, when the players came, came out. out. I didn't yeah. hear that. Okay, fine. At Vince Howard, 73. Shame, but if the club is going to save this season, then it's not with Hendon in charge. Needs to go now and give a, give the new guy the transfer window to make the changes he needs. That's if Francesco Bacchetti allows any more transfers. Uh, this is a great tweet, actually. At Gould Howard said, it was like a library at times today. Isn't it about atmosphere? We, the crowd, really could do more. At Frank Kane, some will disagree, but last year rocked the club. Need a stable season. Uh, 10 plus to rebuild next season. Sacking Hendon won't help. Yeah, and then at Angel Davis, 2412, said, I totally agree with Frank Kane's tweet. Saying Hendon needs to go will not solve anything. It will more likely make things worse. Hendon really needs to take a step back and reevaluate the situation. With another man down there, will he expand on the team? I'm not Hendon's biggest fan, but I don't just want to repeat a last season. He just needs to get a move on and replace key players. So earlier in the podcast, we bought you free interviews and we have a bonus special interview coming up now. So earlier today, Paul caught up with Orient Legend, who we've already interviewed once this season, Mr. Dean Cox, to get his thoughts on... Uh, well, update, update on his injury, yep. uh, thoughts on yesterday's game. And here he is, Mr. Dean Cox. Right, Dean, thanks very much again uh, for, for joining us. Didn't seem that long ago that we were speaking to you originally, but obviously fair amount of time has, uh, has has passed, I guess, and just really wanted to, to get an update, I suppose, on the injury situation, really. How, how are you getting on with rehab? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad at all. I mean, the operation was a little bit, uh, I say, a nervous time, didn't really know what to expect, but uh, it wasn't too bad come out, obviously. It's, uh, at the moment, it's still a little bit swollen. We, uh, we're working on getting the legs straight, um, exercising on your quads, hamstrings and calves, um, and on certain machines, a game ready, the ice machine, which will compress and try and relieve the, uh, the swelling in and around the knee. Um, so at the moment, it's a slow process. Speaking to the physio, it's a slow process. This is probably the worst stage that I'm at at the moment. And it is getting frustrating, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm a very bad patient. Uh, but... Um, no, it's getting somewhere at the minute. I mean, I'm heel-propping my, my leg as we speak, so I'm making sure that 
I'm scraping the net and I've got a cushion on top of it, so it's pushing it down. So as soon as, once we've got the uh, the straighteners, I can start um, to do uh, more stuff like Paul McCallum is at the moment. You know, his stage is quite a good stage. It's, it's nice for me to see where where I will probably be uh, two to three weeks time. Um, you know, he's able to squat and he's doing lunges and, and, and really progressing well. He looks really good and, and uh, fingers crossed he could he could maybe make the end of the season. Wow, so it's, it's still a bit, still a bit of a way to go, even though he's putting weight through it. With, like you say, with the yeah, no, of course. I mean, that, that the, yeah, the stage that I'm at is the strengthening, um, reducing swelling, and that now Paul is on the stage of where he's, you know, really sort of um, pushing on that knee and making sure that he's getting as strong as possible. Sure, um, you tend to do that to three to four weeks, but then um, I believe he, he, he can be straight line running. Maybe by the mid February, end of February, which which will be good. Um, you know, it's just like I said, it's it's hard for me. It's a slow process, and the things that I'm doing at the moment are, are very uh, very irritating, shall we say? <laughs> um, I don't really feel like I'm doing anything. If you know what I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, when you're squatting and that, you can feel it. But with this, you sort of this is probably the most important stage. So you need to maintain the muscle and, and make sure that. You know, when you do go into that stage, that the uh, the muscles are strong enough and ready to, to take some weight bearing with with the squats. Sure. So from from your point of view, it's pure rest and relaxation at the moment. Which, as you say, if you're an impatient person, it's not really the stage you really want to be at. Or if you, you know you want that to be over and done with as quick as possible, which is which is fair enough. And I think anyone that's had an operation that's kind of um, uh, prevented them from being as active as they normally are, it's probably quite annoying. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, I love playing. I haven't missed. I mean, this is a long time I've been out. I think I've, I've done the medial six weeks. So once that hits, I mean, it's going to be something an experience. I mean, six months is just—it's heartbreaking, really. Yeah. It's just that's a hell of a long time. But you know, you've got to maintain your focus. And, and fortunate for me, I've got another year at the end of the contract. So for next year, so I'm not really um, having to rush. Yeah. Um, although <laughs> I have told the, the surgeon that I need to be ready for first year of May if, uh, if we do get in the playoff final, I need to be ready for that. So he knows that I'm on him. So <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully, uh, you know, we don't really want the playoff heartache. I mean, we'd love to go to Smashy, but if it used to be Absolutely. the playoff, it's great. It's great. Yeah. And if I can make the squad or get a 10 minute cameo, I mean, that'd be a dream come true for me. Fantastic, and we hope that we go up automatically. But if not, then we hope we have success, which kind of brings us quite neatly on. Nice little segue there. You you were doing Orient Player yesterday with uh, the uh, the voice of Orient Player, Mr. Dulcet Dave Dave Victor. Um, how was that? Did you enjoy that? Yeah, no, it was very good. It was um, something I've always wanted to do, to be honest. And and, and Dave's such a nice bloke. I mean, anyone that knows him, he. Uh, he uh, gave me a text and, and said that I fancy it. And I mean, the only thing that was bad about it was trying to get up to the sixth bloody floor. <laughs> so it took, took me a while to get up there but, uh, and get back down. But no, it was uh, it was a good experience. So I'd, I'd like to do it. It was enjoyable. It is, and, and he leads it quite nicely in as well. He leaves it nice and open. He doesn't ask really close questions, and uh, we, we did Orient play with him. Actually, funnily enough, the day that Russell had the ultimatum, the Colchester game, so it was a bit of an eye-opener all round, really, for us. But um, your, your thoughts on the game yesterday? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've, it's frustrating. I mean, it was... Um, it, I thought we started off OK-ish, sort of first 10, 15 minutes, and... Uh, they made a couple of mistakes which uh, allowed them to get crosses in and around our box and uh, 
we then we were then punished again. I mean, it was a, a, a mistake which uh, led to a cross that come in and it's come back out, and I think it's just uh, it's bounced over Big G's head, and and uh, Soko's gone in and headed it in. Yeah. Um, and it was frustrating. We needed to work the goalkeeper maybe a little bit more. Um, I thought we the ball retention was good. It was just when we were getting into the, the sort of final third or the 18 yard box, we. He lacked a little bit of invention at times, but uh, luckily for us, that you know, JB's come on and I mean, what a goal! It was an absolute screamer. You know, took a touch inside and he's he, you know he's levered it. And it's, as soon as it left his foot, you know, he knew it was going in and flew into the top corner. And, and maybe we might have nicked one at the end, but it wasn't to be. But um, you know, I think we we need to uh, start trying to pick up more wins. Obviously, you know, it's it's no. Uh, uh, mystery that we we, we, have, we haven't been winning and we've been drawing games quite a lot recently and you know we need to, to try and get um, some points on the board to, to push us up that table yeah I think we all agree on that and it's just a question of Ian and Andy and News finding a way of of, of you know inve- you know coming up with that in, in a tactic you know but a lot of people getting quite frustrated that must be quite hard to hear um, as, as a player or someone on the bench um, yeah I mean you know, they were singing some some very uh, you know some some bad songs. Obviously, I was sitting in with Dave. We could we could hear everything. And um, the thing is, you know, the fans pay the money. And their valid their opinions down to them. I mean, you know, they they paid for their ticket. Um, obviously, for a player's perspective, you know, when we get when we get the goal, um, you know, sometimes you need that extra backing just to get you through it. And, and normally they they're so good at that. Since I've been here, like never have they um, sort of thrown the towel in. Um, but uh, you know, it's, a, it's it's tough at the moment. But um, I just don't think you know you can say certain things, but you don't really want it to tilt too far. You know, over where you know every time we're playing that they're booing and you know obviously leading into the game or whatever happens in the game. Then yeah, that's great, but. When we're turning up, and you know, we need everyone to be positive and, and try and, um, you know, because the players and the manager, we, we don't want to be drawing games and we don't want to be where we want to be. You know, we want to be top of the league. We're all, you know, we're all in it together. And, and sometimes, you know, maybe that extra push from everyone can, can you know, help you get through um, a, a sticky patch. Well said. Absolutely well said. I think there's a lot of frustration and I think people know we should be doing better. But um, no, that, that's great, Dean. I was going to ask you for a message for the fans, but I think you've just covered that for me, mate, to be honest with you. So um, on that note, um, really appreciate you giving us the time. We really wish you a very healthy, speedy recovery. Um, have a great Christmas and New Year and I'm sure we'll see you around in the supporters club at, at some point. So Dean Cox, thank you very much for your time. No problem. Cheers, mate. So that was the thoughts of Dean Cox, a hastily arranged interview, and thank you, Dean, for accepting <laughs> our, our invite. So moving on, our prediction league uh, continues, and a prediction league update. So congrats yesterday to at GForce underscore Shiv, at MX Quicks, at Tommy Tealeaf, at Matt J Nash, at S Churchy, at Mark Shepherd underscore 79, at Alb5399, and at Sadie May 407, all, all predicted one all. But nobody predicted Joby make enough to score. It was all pretty much Simpson. And uh, that means at GForce underscore Shiv is top of our prediction league on 11 points. At Matt Bristow and O's fans basing a second on 10 points. 
and at George Girks and at Tommy T. Leaf and S. Churchill, tied and third on nine points. I started to get tight up there now, so it's, it is. it's exciting to see what's going to happen with that. Yeah, positives and negatives this week. Yep. Um, sadly, uh, only a couple of positives. Uh, obviously, impressed with the impact that JB made with his goal. Yes, absolutely. And obviously, the fact that we didn't lose, so we've got a pretty decent unbeaten record. Yeah, we have. Uh, in the league, so something to be proud of. Yeah, negatives uh, this week. Jack Payne's injury looked bad. I'm sure the club will get something out as soon as they can about that. Second is the poor performance, especially first half yesterday. I thought the first half was really poor. Second half was slightly better. And the third was we dropped the place further in the league. So the playoffs look further and further away with every kind of passing draw. Uh, and lastly, we've got an extra one this week. Fans getting on Ian Henders back. Doesn't really help anyone within the ground. And, like all the players say, you know, we're all in it together and we need to make Bibbrow louder and a fortress because Portsmouth are going to come and they're going to sing the place down. So we need to kind of match them for that. So, yeah, hero of the week. So we are going to have one. It's not going to be any players, though. It's going to be the fans who went to Scunthorpe. So yeah, well, done well done to, to all of you who went. Absolute mission. Well Represented done. Presented very, very well and strong numbers there. So next week's fixtures. Um, there's just one next week as we entertain Portsmouth on Boxing Day and Portsmouth beat Northampton away yesterday 2-1. They're now fourth in the league, just outside the automatic. So, as we mentioned earlier, they've sold out their allocation. So, there they will have. be a, a big crowd there. So, um, you know, it should be a cracking atmosphere. Yep, so just one more message. Again, this is from Dean Cox. This is his uh, message to all the listeners. All right, it's Dean Cox here. Just want to wish all the Orient Podcast uh, listeners a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Up the O's. So that was lovely. So again, we thanks Dean for that. And that is it for our Christmas special episode number 54. So this week we've played two matches since our last podcast. Both ended in disappointment. Going out of the FA Cup and missing a big tie uh, away at Chelsea. And then drawing yesterday to a team who really should have beat on paper. But the season's not over yet and the games keep coming up. Tough Boxing Day and a tough festive period. So we'll be back with episode 55 next week with all the information and views you could ever need. So all of us left to say... It's Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, and as always, keep, keep calm. Listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Thanks for joining us this week, everybody. Keep yeah. well. Up the O's.